it's called the pearl of the indian ocean uh, when you see the map it looks like a tear drop of it's it's like a tear drop upside down uh, they call it a tear drop of india welcome to the asia link podcast i'm your host jim gorley asia link exists to share the gospel of christ with the unreached of asia we do this by supporting training and encouraging asian believers to share the gospel within their own cultures this is episode 14. In this episode, I'm talking to one of our Sri Lankan partners about the challenges of ministry in his country and how he is encouraging believers to have a faith in God that overcomes. Could you give our listeners who don't know much about Sri Lanka a little bit of a background or an introduction to the country? Yeah, Sri Lanka is uh, located in South Asia, neighbor of India and also Maldives. It's called the Pearl of the Indian Ocean. Uh, when you see the map, it looks like a teardrop of, it's it's like a teardrop upside down. Uh, they call it a teardrop of India. And yeah. we have a population of about 22 million people. And 70.2% uh, are Buddhist. 126 are Hindus and nine, almost 10 or 9.7 are Muslims. And uh, Christians' uh, population is around 74 that includes Catholics. Uh, so Catholics actually, uh, Christian population may be 1.5, Protestant Christian population may be 1.5 to 2%. So, uh, and uh, we have uh, some major ethnic groups like Singhala, they are the, almost 70, uh, more than 70%. Tamils around 11%, uh, Muslims around uh, almost close to 10%. And Indian Tamils, Sri Lankan Tamils, 11.1%, and Indian Tamils, 4.1%. Uh, we like, uh, like in the US, we also have a presidential thing. We have a prime minister, but president has more powers. Uh, yeah, we have constitutionally, we were assured religious freedom, uh, but in reality, there are restrictions. Some places you are free. Uh, but uh, the Buddhist extreme groups and Hindu extreme groups are organized very well and they have a lot of impact even uh, when a president is elected, when he's sworn in, he will go and bow down before a Buddhist monk. The Buddhists have a strong hold. Even the police will be scared to kind of arrest a Buddhist monk when he does a crime. They have arrested, but they have... They will speak with, but they will be bold enough, Buddhist monks. We have a strong hold of Buddhism in Sri Lanka. Very interesting. How, how did the gospel first come to Sri Lanka? They, they are, they, there are some uh, accounts to say that Thomas came to Sri Lanka because there are there is a church called St. Thomas Church in Colombo area. And also there in the north of Sri Lanka, there are some uh, archaeological things, but that's not sufficient enough to prove that Thomas really came to Sri Lanka. Uh, but in the later stage, I think uh, uh, they found the Nestorian Christians in Sri Lanka. I, I can't remember the 6th century or 7th century, maybe 6th century. Uh, there were uh, Nestorian, uh, uh, some uh, Persian traders who came to Sri Lanka and they were in, based in a place called Anuradhapura. That's a strong Buddhist uh, stronghold even now. Uh, but they have come and settled there. There was a business. They, it's a business hub 
and there were some uh, there are some records of uh, chaplains appointed for this church and all but we were not sure whether they had any uh, outreach to the natives some accounts of some authors have written about them said that uh, the natives were uh, uh, the, not christians but uh, the historian church they they had their own priest and congregations and uh, some even doubt whether they have any services in our languages mostly it may be in persian language for their own people and when even though in persia the gospel they were vibrant this church was vibrant but here we didn't see that after the persian left we don't have any signs of christianity till portuguese period in 1505 so again 1505 catholic and when uh, sri lanka was divided into different kingdoms so sometimes it may be brothers ruling different kingdom they have fight with each other they uh, they get, get the support of outsiders so that's how portuguese were invited by one of the brothers to fight against his brother but uh, gradually portuguese supported him later they entered the country and they ruled the country and uh, they demolished hindu temples and uh, they had say, they have started their own church uh, they finally took control of sri lanka then the british came to sri lanka and they gave religious freedom to all religions so at that time the christian population was very high but after british rule the population came down because most of the people who were converted because of benefits of fear went back to their own religions yeah so the british actually even though british also i'm sorry to say this they also exploited our country uh, but at least they gave religious freedom to all hindus muslims uh, catholics so actually even the all the religions bloomed at that time uh, even though the british government the british rulers came to kind of exploit us but the missionaries who came to sri lanka they sacrificed themselves and served the people and some of the missionaries they have sacrificed their lives and even though we have native medicines and dutch and catholics have some uh, western hospitals for their own people uh, the the natives didn't have government or private hospital facilities Harriet Winslow she came to Sri Lanka she's also from uh, American Mission American Board of Commission for Foreign Missions you may know that Haystack prayer meeting and this was started and she came at that time in Jaffna in Jaffna area that's the northern part where Tamils lived and uh, women were not allowed to learn they were not even allowed to touch the scrolls so she started a school a boarding school that's the first of its kind the boarding school for south asia or even asia first boarding school for women when the women came for the school they felt so uncomfortable they felt they are doing something wrong but hundreds of people graduated from there what other challenges are there for uh, looking at the scene from a christian point of view we have lot of restrictions from the government side we can't put up a church building now Uh, for example we were to start, put up a training center in one area the buddhist monks came protested and they didn't allow us to put up to kind of run any program there uh now the buddhists are going into tamil and areas and start putting up their buildings 
uh, we are not allowed to build up, put up new church buildings or register Christian ministries or churches with the government. Lot of restrictions. We need to get the approval of uh, certain poly uh, people, and the Buddhist monks will oppose that. Yeah, fire. Then the economic crisis also made an impact on the church. So many people left the country. Almost one million people left. I heard that they left the country, wow. and many doctors, lecturers, and highly educated and valuable people left the country. And even now they are leaving. So we are short of doctors, short of medicines. Uh, even because of corruption, they are brought in wrong kind of low quality medicine. People have died. Uh, so we are in a bad state of affairs economically. Many businesses were down. Uh, so some uh, even the businesses were down and uh, people couldn't contribute to their churches. Churches were struggling to pay their rents. And even the uh, people who are struggling to pay their rents. And you see, uh, people are very frustrated. You see more accidents, more suicides, more murderers, murders. Could we move on then to the way you're working in ministries you know of are working to bring the gospel and to bring an alleviation to these sorts of conditions yeah one of the things we are trying to do is to convince people not to leave this country mm. because of war already highly qualified and you know resource people have already left the country cream of the society most of them have left the country mm. because of war uh, it's a matter of, we are trying to convince the Christian that Christian that our security is in God. They said it's hopeless to live in Sri Lanka. There, there is no future for our children. We are trying to convince them that our future is in the hands of God, mm. not in the country's economic situation. It's hard. It's hard. Even, even uh, we struggle to go to a doctor because everything is expensive. Even the government hospital is prescribing medicine outside and scans outside. Many poor people cannot do a scan. Uh, we believe in the bad, worst of situation, God has brought revival. So many people are praying for a revival in Sri Lanka. We have not experienced a revival in the recent past. Uh, and also we are trying to share the gospel with people and train people. The biggest issue is not sharing. We have failed to live the gospel. A lot of uh, superheroes have come in Christian ministries self-appointed prophets, false doctrines, luxury life, all these are having a negative impact on the non-Christians. Uh, and also people have failed to live a holistic life. Uh, the, even Christians are tempted to kind of follow the world. So that's one reason we have been doing discipleship training, uh, where it's an inside-out training, where we talk about values, it's not money, it's not position, it's not power, but God. And uh, we talk about biblical values and eternal principles. Yeah, You think about your staff or colleague or neighbor as a person whom died, Christ has died. We are trying to encourage a gospel lifestyle. Rather, we Now we can't do gospel rallies like we used to have in the past. There will be opposition and most of Christians. So we are trying to see how you could be... Uh, Servant of Christ in your workplace, in your family, in your neighborhood. And how to kind of communicate kingdom values in your business. Mm. So this discipleship is about how to be a true disciple, true signs of a disciple. 
true call of a disciple disciple as a steward disciple in the family disciple in the workplace disciple in the community disciple and social response we give a holistic disciples role sometimes people criticize of the christians are not patriotic enough so we need to say we have a responsibility towards our country so and also we have a responsibility to share the gospel with other cultures and communities we are mostly concentrating on we are mostly ethnocentric we want to work among our own, our own people so one of the things we are trying to do is to break that barrier to go to the cross culture so one thing we are doing discipleship trainings second thing we do is the marketplace ministry we believe that every every christian is a servant of god a priest royal priest so we are trying to the ministry is not within the walls of uh, walls of the church mm. uh, yeah so you have a ministry in your workplace that doesn't mean you go and share the gospel while you are working uh, or read the bible at, that's not correct so you need to follow the ethical principles while so while you are working your life should speak and interval time and other times your mouth should speak so we are trying to see that because a lot of them are very spiritual when they come to church but in their workplace in business we cheat people we tell lies somebody said when a person comes to a church he takes an anesthesia he looks like a different person <laughs> so kind of we are trying to see how to make true disciples of christ in all areas of lives to impact our society and also we talk about cross cultural missions and to our people to come out of their little boxes somebody said we live in a small island we can't think beyond our island missionaries stayed longer in sri lanka so we always thought missionaries means always somebody come from abroad so that perspective needs to change when we think about missions we always think about somebody should from from the west should support us it's true we need support but we need to give towards the other nations either you need to go as a missionaries or send there is no spectators in missions so we create a lot of mission awareness and we partner with we help churches we church believers to become disciples we help churches to send missionaries we partner with the church we won't pull a person out of a church and send him we we'll partner with the church and send him so we are educating the purple people and also we are creating awareness about close countries and countries with very little christian influence actually i think we have the same problem in our country and uh, yes. christ is lord of all of life exactly um, and that that means every bit of me and every bit of my life and what he's called me to the priesthood of all believers you've mentioned so does that sound about does that sound similar to what you're saying yeah yeah that's true yeah correct yeah thank you for listening to the asia link podcast don't forget to subscribe and share with friends If you like this podcast please leave us a five star review and join us again next time.